Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Truly, I thank God for being here. Man, this this service was something from the time it started. You know, the way the presence of God just came in the building, you know, and the songs that they sung, as I begin to sit in my seat, just begin to think about the love that God had for me. You know, you, you can take a seat. Uh, I begin to just think about the love that God had for me. You know, in the times where I felt like I didn't deserve it. You know, but, um, man, I, I, I just thank God. It was just overwhelming. I probably sat there and cried the whole service because of the tests and the trials that I had to endure. But at the end of the day, God was with me. We're going to get in the word of prayer. Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. God, we thank you, oh God, for being able, my Lord God, to come into your presence, oh God. God, knowing, oh God, hallelujah, Lord God, that you met us here, oh God. And God, that you are here, my Lord God. God, that you are in the building, oh God, we thank you, oh God. Now we know, God, hallelujah, Lord God, that it was you, oh God, hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God, they called us, oh God, out of darkness, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord God, they called us, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord God, unto you, oh God. God, it was your love, oh God. God, your reckless love, oh God. God, that reached down, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord God, in the nightclubs, oh God. God, that reached down, my Lord God. God, in the dark houses, oh God. God, it was your love, oh God. God, that reached down, oh God. God, in those bad relationships, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord God, when we was broken, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord God, it was your love, God. Hallelujah, Lord God, that began to cause us, oh God, to rise up, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord God, and to be free, oh God. God, and we thank you, oh God. We thank you, oh God, I pray, oh God. God, let this word, oh God. God, let us the grace, oh God, into the hearing, oh God. We thank you, oh God. God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, we appreciate you. Hallelujah. Give him a hand praise. Come on, you can do better than that. Give him a hand praise. We're talking about the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but whenever they begin to talk about Jesus, I'm talking about a man that died for us. Hallelujah. And, and I, I can't express that enough, how much he loved us. In spite of the conditions that we was in, he loved us so much. Hallelujah. And this morning I want to talk about becoming a productive Christian. Being a productive Christian, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. Hallelujah. And the first thing I want to talk about is anything that's productive has to grow. It's, it's something that has to be produced. And in order for something to be produced, something has to be planted. Hallelujah. And how many of you know that the seed is the word of God? 
this, this, uh, in, in any, any garden or anything that there's, there's something is growing or a tree or anything that's planted, the seed has to be put in the ground first in order for something that, that the vision is, 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 is there. Amen? So in order for something to grow, something has to be planted. But whenever they begin to plant something, what they do? They till their ground. They till their ground, you know what I'm saying? Because that, that earth is, is sometimes hard. It's sometimes stony. But you got to till it. You got you to you grind it. You ever seen a, a, I remember my grandfather used to have a garden. And he used to have this hole and he used to go in there and he used to chop that dirt. He used to chop it, chop it, chop it. I never understood the process. But whenever he used to chop it, then he came right behind it and he started to till it. Before he can even plant the seed. And that's how some of our hearts are. We go through so many different trials and different things in the world, it makes us hard. It makes us not want to receive no one. It makes us not want to talk to nobody. It makes us want to get secluded and get about ourselves. But God is, asking, God is calling you today to make sure that your heart gets soft. Hallelujah. So when this word of God falls, it can fall upon good ground. Hallelujah. Let's go to the word of God. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 13. And we're going to start at verse 3. I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited. It's somewhere you can have the liberty to come into the house of God and man, give him praise. After the, after the week that you didn't have, I mean, going through different trials, and you on your job, you're facing different things, and you got to face, oh man, all kind of adversity, but being able to come into the presence of God is so beautiful. It says, and he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. And some fell upon stony places where they had not much root, not much earth, and and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. That's that ground I was telling you we have to kill. He says, and when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up. And choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundred fold, some sixty fold, and some thirty fold. Who has an ear to hear? Let him hear. And we will skip down to verse 18 when he began to explain what this parable was saying. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. He says, Hear ye, therefore, the parable of the sower. When any one heareth the word of the, of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth it away, that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receiveth the seed by the wayside. He says, But he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word. And, and Anon with joy receiveth it. 
He said, Yet hath he not root in himself, but do it for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises, because of the word by and by he is offended. Look what he said right here. He says, Yet he yet yet hath he not root in himself, but do it for a while. Sometimes we can hear the word and we can go to church and man, the messages Pastor Elze be preaching be on fire. And man, I can hear the excitement in the congregation. And we'd be so excited till we hit the door and we get home and we, we're still thinking about it, but here come Monday. When adversity hits you, when tribulation hits you, that's the time that you should be able to produce fruit. Is when you're in the midst of the trials and in the midst of temptations. That's when the, that's what that's what he said. He said, but when tribulation and persecution arising, look what tribulation is. It's a pressing, pressing together, pressure. When that pressure hit, how you how you respond? I don't know about you, but when I'm in the midst of a trial, and when I'm in the midst of a trial, and I'm in the, and I hear suffering, man, every nobody flesh want to suffer. Nobody flesh want to suffer. But when you go through things, that's what's going to bring forth the fruit of righteousness. That's what's going to bring forth the fruit that he's talking about. And all the fruit is, is the characteristics of Christ. We started out by talking about making sure that your heart is, is, is proud and, 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 is, and is ready to receive the word of God, which is the seed. And once that seed gets in there, it, it, you got to look for something to come forth. But guess what? Those trials is what's going what's to bring that seed forth. It's when you're going through, when you can't see your way out. Who you going to call on? Amen? Come on, y'all got to get excited with me. Y'all got to get excited with me. I don't know. I don't know about you, and I don't know if you ever went through something, but whenever I was in the midst of my trials, I didn't know what to do. I felt like I wanted to back up. I felt like I wanted to crawl. I wanted to, to cry, to scream. But in the beginning of my salvation, I didn't, I didn't stay right there. It was times that I didn't allow that fruit to come forth. I didn't allow that nature of Christ to come forth, but I allowed the nature of myself to come forth. My own fleshly nature. But Christ is looking for some fruit this morning. He's looking for some productive Christians. And when I say productive Christians, I'm not talking about you just doing a bunch of labors for God. You're doing a bunch of work for God. And you putting his name on it and you saying, I am being productive. But when you face with adversity, what's coming forth out of your life? That's what he's looking for. That's what a true Christian is. It's not one that's just saying, oh, I'm a Christian, saying, oh, I love God, saying, oh, I love him. But when you face with adversity, when you're in the face of it, how do you respond? When you face with the argument with your husband or your wife, how do you respond? When you face with your children acting up, how do you respond? Hallelujah. We have to start responding with the natures of with the nature of Christ. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. We're still talking about the tribulation and the sufferings. Suffering is not a bad thing. 
That's the one thing that we have to get in our minds as Christians. You know, a lot of times we put laws upon ourselves and we put a lot of extra stuff upon ourselves as being a Christian of how people look at you. But man, you should be concerned about how God view you. See, and that's what I learned in, 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 in this past year. I, I went through a lot of things and I learned that, man, it's all about my relationship with God. Ain't got nothing to do with what church I go to. Ain't got nothing to do with none of those things, but it's my personal relationship with God, how he view me, how I'm responding in the midst of adversity. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. It says, Now no chasing for the present seemed to be joyous, but grievous. That word grievous means Hold on one second. But grievous. It means sorrow, pain, grief, grief, grief annoyance, affliction. It said it, it seemed to be grievous. It says, nevertheless, afterward, it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Unto them we are exercised thereby. Even this scripture right here, it just blessed me. Because it's showing you that you might suffer for a little while, but you're not going to suffer. I mean, it's not even compared to be, you know, what the, what the outcome of it is. The fruit that's going to be bared after the suffering. And that's what we have to give. A lot of times, that, and when we come in, when we face trials, we're only thinking about the present situation. We're only thinking about the condition that we're in right now. And you can't see your way out. But I guarantee you, if you, if you stay connected to God... And you find, you know, God in the midst of it. Man, I'm, I promise you, it's going to be okay. Amen? All right. I know I was talking about the fruit of, of what, what we got to bear. Let's go to, let's go to what that fruit is. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Y'all quiet on me this morning, man. <laughs> Galatians chapter 5. We're going to Galatians chapter 5, and we'll start at verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, gentleness, goodness, faith. Man, that's some beautiful words, huh? He says, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Look, look what he said, he said about that fruit. A lot of people say fruits with a S, but this is singular. This is meaning the nature, the characteristics of who Christ is. This is, this is, what, this is the fruit that he was talking about. He said, love, when you face whatever adversity, you got to produce love. He said, joy, in the midst of the suffering, you got to still remain joyful. He said, peace, in the midst of it, don't be going back and forth with people, man, be a peacemaker. He said, long suffering, that's that patience. When you feel like you've been in a trial for too long and it feel like it's not going to end, man, let that long suffering kick in. He said, gentleness, man, don't be angry all the time and upset. 
but he's had gentleness. Even when you minister to people, they don't be so upset with people because you feel like they're not getting your point or they don't believe what you believe. You say, but be gentle with them. Have compassion. Man, that's when you're going to be understood. That's when you're going to begin to come become like Christ. When I begin to look at Christ in the Bible and I begin to look at the, the characteristics and the way he was, man, he wasn't just ruthless. He wasn't, he wasn't beating people over the head because they didn't believe what he, what, that, he was, that he was the Savior. But his characteristics was he was, he was humble. Wasn't he? Let me show you how he was. Let's go to, let's go to Philippians chapter 2. <laughs> man, man, Christ was something else, man. He was the, to me, he was the ultimate fruit bearer. Philippians chapter 2, and we go on to verse 5. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He said, But he made himself of no reputation, and took upon himself, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. To me, there was, there was something right there. It says, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He said, but he, but he took, took upon himself the form of a servant. Knowing who he was, he still took upon the characteristics to serve. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm starting to understand, even in leadership. Man, there's no way that a person should be esteemed so high when this man was like this. When this man was like this, and he was our king. But he said he took upon himself the, 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 the form of a servant. Why did they state that in the Bible? Because they were showing humility. It don't matter how, what, who you think you are, what you think you called of, but if you're not humble, you got to be humble. You got to be humble in this. Even the brain said the characteristics that he brought for it. It don't matter where God bring me in this life. Like Brother G tell you, I'm not running for no might. I'm not running from it. For, for it, for it. I'm not running for it. But I understand the things that I went through in my life was for a purpose. I understand that the trials and the tests that I went through in my life was for a purpose. It was for a purpose. Man, I, you got to understand, when I, when I sat there and I cried, I, I began to think about all the things that I went through. I began to think about being up three, four days on ecstasy and can't go to sleep. I began to think about being in nightclubs and drinking all night and partying and, and doing all kind of things, knowing that I was supposed to be in God. I began to think about the, the times that I was just driving under the influence and could have killed myself. I began to think about all these things when I began to sit there. And I begin to hear that song when she begin to talk about the reckless love of God. Man, that was something to me because I, I, I felt that it was personal. When she began to say the reckless love of God, there's no shadow, he won't light up. He begin to light that shadow up and come in that nightclub and say, I want him. And I begin to make it personal because I know that if it wasn't for the love of God, that I wouldn't be here today. 
And see, you got to make it personal. See, you got to make it personal. Everybody that's sitting in here, they came into a time in your life when you felt like you wasn't going to make it. You were faced with something where you know that it was nothing but the hand of God that brought you out. Hallelujah. So whenever I, get, whenever I begin to think about it and I begin to talk about it, I get excited. Because I know that it was his love. I know that it was his love that, that caused me to be here today. I know that it was his love. So when, now when I'm faced with trials, now that I'm faced with tests, hallelujah, I know that it's for, it's for my good. Because I want to be just like him. If you ain't in this for nothing else, we try trying to be just like Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, but made himself of no reputation and took upon the form, himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even unto the death of the cross. Man, that's something. That's powerful. This is a man that could have got up off the cross, that could have did whatever he wanted to do. But the Bible said he was obedient even until the death of the cross. And when you begin to think about Jesus going through all these different things, being spit on, being beaten, going through all these different things, man, they was mocking him, giving him vinegar to drink when he was thirsty. Man, that was, that was something. And for him to maintain, and it got, it got rough before when he was in the garden. It got rough. He didn't bear the fruit. Then he was saying, man, I, man, remove this cup from me. You know, can it, can it pass? But then when he found strength, he said, nevertheless, because he knew what his purpose was. That's when that fruit began to come out. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And I thank him for it. Because if he hadn't done it, neither one of us have, a, have you know what I'm saying, have an opportunity to, to, to make it in. Neither one of us. So whenever, so whenever we read about him or whenever we talk about him, man, you have to feel within yourself and make it personal that he did it for me. He did it for me. He did it for me. He'll do it for you. And that's what, I, and that's what I'm saying. That really, he did it for you. He did it for you. So even when you when you think about a temptation that's arising, when you feel weak, think about what Jesus went through. When you when you're struggling with something, if you if you're struggling with, with any type of sin, if you're struggling with any type of mind battle, think about it. Jesus died for me. I'm serious. Did you have to actually bring it into realization that He died for me? It has to become real to you. You cannot no longer continue to walk outside of the church doors and go back to doing whatever you wanted to do. Because we had a Savior that died for us. He died for us. Amen? And, and that alone is powerful. And in order to go through this, you have to be connected to Him. You have to be connected to Him. Let's go to John chapter 15. You have to be connected to him. Chapter 15, and we're going to start at verse 1. It 
How many of y'all enjoying the word? Look what Jesus said. He said, I am the vine, the true vine. Look what he said. He said, he's the true vine. Y'all, y'all, y'all caught that? He could have just said he was the vine, but he said he's the true vine. He said, and the father is, is the husbandman. He said, every branch in me that bear not fruit, he take it away. And every branch that bear fruit, he purge it, that it may bring forth more fruit. He said, he, if he purge it, meaning that he cleanse it. He said, now ye are, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And knowing that Jesus is the true vine, and if you're going to be connected to him, that means if you're connected to that vine, you, that's, that's your source. You're going to continue to live. But if you're not producing what he's telling you to produce, he said he's going to cut it away. He's going to cut it away. But if you are producing fruit, he said he's going to purge you. He's going to send you through more things that you may produce more fruit to be just like him. Amen. He says, abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Except it abide in the vine, no, no more can ye except ye abide in me. He says, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abided in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. It's telling you, without him, you can't do nothing. Without him, you can't do nothing. So I understand now that you have to be connected to Christ. So if you if you haven't been connected, today you have an opportunity to get connected. You have an opportunity to get connected to him that you may produce much fruit to be just like him. He says, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. That's something. Um, it just reminds me of, you know, in the country they got burn piles. Well, where it's, it's like it's, it's, they, they, throw it, they throw it in there and it's burning. It's not no good for nothing. It becomes trash. It becomes no, no use for it. But, man, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be that way, man. I'm gonna stay. I, I know me myself personally. I'm gonna stay in him. I'm gonna stay in safety. I mean, I've been in this for a long time, and I can't see myself no other way but to abide in him. Not to abide in life change, but to abide in him. Hallelujah. To abide in him. Hallelujah. And that's the most powerful thing that I can tell you today. Is that we have to find ourselves abiding in Him. Man, forget about everything that's going on around you and find yourself in a personal relationship with Him. Find yourself when you're at home, hallelujah, you talking to Him. When you're on your job, you talking to Him. She began to explain that reckless love, man. I, I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, I cried the whole time, literally, because I know that He really loved me and He loved each and every one of us. And when you begin to understand that love, and I, I, the last message I preached was about that love of God. When you begin to understand that love, man, you're going to want to love him back like that. It's something that on the inside of you should generate to say, man, I've got to love this man back. 
I gotta love him back like this because I'm so undeserving of his love. I, I, I failed him many times. Sometimes I still have issues that I have to deal with. But I know on the inside, I know that, that he loved me in spite of everything that I go through. He's not trying to destroy me. He said it's not his will, his will that no man should perish. But every man should have everlasting life. So whenever you make a mistake, man, don't look at God like he's trying to just do away with you, like he's trying to burn you in the trash pile. He's not trying to do that. He's just trying to create sons and daughters. He's trying to get you to grow. Hallelujah. So we got to stop looking at our sufferings as being something so bad. But we have to look at the benefits of the sufferings. Hallelujah. Man, it's benefiting suffering in God. It's benefiting, man. Even one scripture said, he said, count it all joy. When, I, when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith work with patience. Hallelujah. We have to start letting that faith, you know, man, being tried is something, man. There's so many scriptures where it talks about that. Being tried. Going through the fire. Coming out of spirit gold. You know what I'm saying? It might sound hard and it might sound tough. But man, as long as you stay connected to the true vine, you can make it. I just want to encourage you on this morning, you can make it. If you stay connected to the true vine, you can make it, which is Jesus Christ. He says, if ye abide in me and, and in my word, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. It says, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Man, and then when it wants you to start bearing that fruit, it's saying, Man, God is glorified. God is excited. Because that fruit is something desirable that He can that He can pick off of there. You know what I'm saying? You want it whenever you bear, whenever you see a tree that bear fruit. Man, you want it to be appealing. A, a you want it to be desirable. You want it to be something good. You don't want it to be rotten. Because they have some fruits that's on trees that don't even look desirable. Amen? But your trial is going to determine, your response to your trial is going to determine what type of fruit you are. You bear. It says, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in me, in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments. And abide in his love. That's what you gotta do. You gotta keep his commandments. He says, These things, these things have I spoken to you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. See, you want your joy to be full. A lot of times as Christians, we don't even we don't even care the joy that he that he promised to us. We don't even care the peace that he promised to us because we so hard on ourselves. We feel like we always we are we always coming short. We feel like we we always being we can we condemn our own self. And that's not even how Christ is looking at us. That's not how he's looking at us. Man, he just he wants the best for you. He already knows what's in you. He's just trying to help you get it work out of you. Hallelujah. So you got to start viewing him like that. You have to start viewing him like that. Even even him, at, when I, I begin to look at myself, man, in my early Christian salvation, I began to go through trials, and man, I was so hard on myself. And it was because of my environment. I was hard on myself. I do one thing and say, man, I can't be saved. He don't want me. He don't love me. I'm telling myself all these things, and then it started growing to where it made it easier for me to continue to do the wrong that I was doing. 
And once I began to keep doing that wrong, I found myself out into the world again. Doing things that, man, I thought I would never do. It might have started off with just a little weed before I got saved, but before you know it, I was on powder. I was on ecstasy. I was doing all these other drugs that I thought I would never even touch. So, but I, but I understand that it was his love that caused me to come back into his grace. And it was his love. Man, he had mercy on me. And I thank him for it. He says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Man, he called us his friends. He says, ye are my, my friends if ye do whatever, whatsoever I command you. See what, see what, type, of, what type of personality he has? He calling you his friends. But when, you, when a lot of people preach to you, you thinking that, man, he's just trying to kill you. <laughs> but he calls you friends. Amen? That's something to be excited about. And maybe when you start beginning to view Christ and begin, begin to view him different, you will have a different approach on how you handle your trials and how you handle your tests. You're not looking like somebody got is like a taskmaster over you, but you're talking to him as a friend. I'm struggling in this, in this area. Man, Jesus, what can you help me? Can you give me a little more strength? I don't know what to do. I never faced this before. You know what I'm saying? And, and once you begin to build that relationship, he'll begin to talk to you. That's what we learn prayer is. It's, it's a communication. It's, it's a conversation. Prayer is not you just laying down, speaking in tongues, and saying a whole bunch of stuff. But praying is going and talking to God and him talking back to you. A lot of times we talk to God, but we don't even wait for no kind of answer. We don't wait for no answer, but a real, a real relationship, you got to know that he's a real being. You can't start, this can't keep looking at him like he's just some fairy tale in the sky or something. But man, Jesus is real. Jesus is real, man. He talked to us. He leads us and guides us and shows us the different things that we need to do. Amen? So, man, I want to encourage you this morning to be strong in the Lord and stay connected to the true mind. Amen? I'm going to bring up Brother Lee. Hallelujah. I want to I say a few things, you know, in showing that seed. Hallelujah. You know, when, when you're sowing seeds out there, you know, when you be going to that field after that ground has been plowed up and you have sowed them seeds, but though when you, we know, if you notice when they plow the ground, how the birds become, begin to come and they begin to fall, come down on the ground and they begin to pick up at the, at the dirt. But when those seeds are planted, you know, the enemy is coming, you know, even though there's some seeds you're going to lose. But some seeds going to take root. You know, and with no seed, and even in preparing the field, you know, they come out there and they flood the field with water. Hallelujah for those seeds. And then in planting the seed, that seed has to die before it takes root. Hallelujah. And then once it takes root, you know, the birds are coming in and take on the leaves. You know, they may have holes here. They may have, then the insects, you're dealing with the insects out there. And that's how the enemy comes. You know, when Brother Healy has planted the, uh, sowed the seed out there, don't let the enemy come and steal it. You know, let it take root in what he said. You know, you have to begin to write these things down. 
you know, for this to be part of your life. You're not going to remember everything that he has spoken on today. And a lot of people are not going to go and look at the video. But when you got it wrote down and the times get hard, you can go back and refer to that and say, man, he just spoke on this. The enemy will come. And he's going to come as a flood too. And even when that, when that field, all, all those plants that grew up, we got hurricanes around here. We got storms. It may come out and wipe out the whole field. But when that plant is rooted in ground and you see the plant still growing up, that's how you have to be in God. Hallelujah. And we want everybody to stand on this morning. Hallelujah. As we get ready for our altar call, we want you to stay focused.